Welcome to the Birth Lounge Podcast, an empowering space for expecting and new parents to hear candid conversations with experts, support your mental health, and learn the tips and tricks that thousands of parents have used to craft their ideal birth. We will answer all of your questions, the scary ones and the weird ones, to help calm your fears and feel confident going into your birth. I'm going to help you redefine what birth and motherhood looks like and how to embrace your journey. I've intentionally crafted an amazing list of experts to help you navigate pregnancy, explore your birth options, and plan for postpartum so it can be a time of soaking in your tiny human. We're going to go there on all the hard topics so that you can dive into finding your confidence and freeing yourself from fears around childbirth. With almost 10 years of experience in family education and a master's degree in human development and family studies, I created this podcast as a way to share information so parents can make educated and informed decisions about their care during pregnancy and childbirth. This is a birth community driven by evidence-based information and research in hopes to help you explore your options, understand your rights, and know what choices you have along the way. I'm your host, Hee Hee. Now let's get to the good stuff. Hey friends, happy Tuesday. Welcome to another episode of the Birth Lounge Podcast. It is a bright, sunny day here in Boston. I actually caught somewhat of a sunburn yesterday and I am rejoicing. Not that I have a sunburn, uh, just that it's warm here in Boston. Man, I feel like we have only approximately 4.2 sunny and warm days out of the whole year here in New England. Our weather is so temperamental. All right, enough about the weather. You guys, guess what? The birth lounge doors open in just two weeks, less than 14 days. This is your chance to join if you are having a summer or fall baby. Inside the birth lounge, you are going to find childbirth education, the secret sauce to pushing, pain relief, both natural and medicated, support for your partner, support for breastfeeding, support for infant development, support for infant sleep, and helping you prepare for postpartum and how to make that transition in those first few days and weeks home. The birth lounge is absolutely the most unbiased, balanced, evidence-based childbirth education that you will find and it's all from the luxury of your home you get to sit at home it is accessible via your computer but also an app on your phone which I love so much because you can actually tap into that app while you're in labor whether you're at home or the hospital tap into the birth lounge make sure you're doing the right thing if you forget something Send your partner into the app to look it up. This includes pain relief, your options during labor, your rights during labor, how to track your contractions and what your contraction patterns mean and different labor positions and the secret sauce to pushing. It's all there in the app for just $55 a month. And guess what? We don't lock you into a contract of any means. You can join and then cancel the next month if it is not for you. I'll tell you right now, once you get in there, you're gonna be like, wow, this is so much information. I wish I had joined sooner. So if you are three to five months pregnant, go ahead and join. This is the perfect time. If you're five to seven months pregnant, 
definitely go ahead and join. You're going to want all the runway that you can have to make sure that this is a smooth landing. And if you're eight or nine months pregnant, you better get in there and you better boogie before your birth, before your baby gets here because this is a lot of information to consume. But this is the answer. This is the key to having an informed and confident labor so that you, my friend, can avoid birth trauma and have an easy postpartum. Doors open on May 31st and they will only be open for five days. So mark your calendar, set your alarms. Do not let this miss you. I'm telling you right now, this is the key. This is the answer to having an informed and confident birth so that you, my friend, say it again, can avoid birth trauma and have an enjoyable postpartum experience because if your birth rocks your world and turns out in a way that you did not expect, it is going to make postpartum that much harder. All right, guys, I will see you in the birth lounge. And if you want to join, you can go to thebirthlounge.com and get your name on the wait list. Or if you're hearing this during the week open, just go to thebirthlounge.com and join the birth lounge. I cannot wait to see you in there. All right, let's dive right into today's episode. I'm so excited to have my friend Julie Leonard on, who is a pre and postnatal corrective exercise specialist and physiologist. And she is the founder of Strong Body, Strong Mama. She's also the mom of three children, a wife, and she coaches women mentally and physically to be fit for birth, achieve positive birth experiences, and have an easier postpartum recovery. Oh my goodness, that is totally speaking my language. I cannot wait to dive into how you can start to heal your body in postpartum. But before that, actually set your body up for success during prenatal period while your baby is still on the inside and your life is still somewhat uncomplicated. You have the time. Remember, the longer the runway, the better the landing. You have the time to devote to setting up your body so that you have this beautiful birth experience and this easy postpartum. And Julie and I are going to dive into that today. So Julie, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to dive into this with you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. Uh, for our listeners, Julie and I were just laughing about that we feel like best friends. You feel like we know each other, but we've actually never met IRL in real life. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, we've never met in real life because of coronavirus, but even video chatting, this is kind of our first time meeting. Um, but we work, we work kind of closely together on Instagram, and I think that we both can see how our audiences overlap and could really benefit from some collaborative care. And so I thought, what a great way to start and introduce our community to Julie, then through a podcast. So Julie, welcome to the show. Before we dive too far in, give us an idea of who we are talking to kind of behind (laughs) the mic, you know, much less formal than your formal intro that I just did. Sure. So I am a mom of three kids. So I have an eight, five and four year old. Um, I am actually originally from Quebec City, Canada. So if you hear my French accent, it's because my first language is French. (laughs) Um, And which, by the way, I have to tell you this real quick. I have really a hard time to say your name because (laughs) H's in French are silent. He is extremely hard for me, but hey, I did it. I did it. I love it. Thank uh, you. What would it be in French? How would you say it? E-E. Mm, I would answer to that too. I answer to pretty much anything these days. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So anyway, so I'm a mom. Um, I am passionate, obviously, about pregnancy, birth, and postpartum because of my own struggles that I went through. Um, I have a background in exercise science, exercise physiology. Um, and so I stayed home for six years and just kind of, you know, felt like I lost myself along the way and needed something to just for myself as a passion, a passion project. And so Strong Body, Strong Mama was born because of, like I said, of my own struggles and wanting to help other moms have better experiences. Oh my gosh, I could not love that more. I <laughs> love when passion projects turn into, you know, the real deal, something that can can flourish and build and grow and scale and reach the corners of the earth. And I've had the privilege of watching you grow over these last few months. And it's just been so fascinating. I love the community that you and I have built online. We have a really core group of like amazing women that, you know, yes. hang out with online. Okay, so- you talked about your your passion project being, um, you know, exercise science and, and 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 physical exercise. That is something that a lot of people are confused about in pregnancy. So many people are told or believe or have somehow gotten their hands on false information that physical exercise in pregnancy should be something that you use with caution and that it's scary. And then it, you know, it has a lot of really bad impacts if you don't know what you're doing. And, and I guess like, while that's true on some level, I was actually just talking to one of my doulas last night and we were discussing how much better people's births are when they are active throughout their pregnancy. So would you mind setting the stage and, and kind of maybe debunking some of the things that's false out there and really explain why it actually is super important to stay pretty physically active during pregnancy. It, it does actually lead to a better birth. Right. Absolutely. Physical activity is super important and it's really beneficial for both mom and baby. Um, in fact, the ACOG recommends 150 minutes of aerobic exercise every week at moderate intensity. So that's what they recommend. Um, but we have to think about the benefits, right? The benefits, there's so many, but just to summarize a couple, uh, less back pain, which we'll talk later a little bit, right? About back pain. So less back pain in people that are active, less constipation, um, decreased risk of intervention, faster labors. So just right there, less, you know, less intervention, that is huge, right? So yes, staying physically active is absolutely important. Um, and I encourage all my moms to be active in some ways. Um, and with that thought, I wanted to mention that being physically active doesn't have to be just going on a walk. It doesn't have to be just yoga. There's nothing wrong with walking. There's nothing wrong with yoga. It can be super beneficial. But we have to understand that there's other things that we can do to prep for birth and postpartum that can be maybe even more beneficial. I like to think about prepping for birth as a specific, a specific thing, right? When you train for a marathon, you're running, you're working on mental prep, all these things. When we train for birth, we should think about what muscles are we going to be using during the birthing process, right? What am I going to do when you're pushing a baby out? What muscles are you using? You need to get familiar with your pelvic floor, right? So these are things that just going for a walk, you're not really going to, you know, build awareness in your pelvic floor. So these require specific exercises. So it's a lot more than just walking and yoga. 
I'm also a big fan of lifting weights. So think about motherhood, right? Taking care of kids, running across the street after a toddler, sprinting so that because a toddler just ran across the street or um, lifting heavy strollers. These things are so heavy. <laughs> so we need to be strong for motherhood. We need to be strong, stay strong through pregnancy so that we can have an easier recovery and we can take care of our kids and feel better, have less aches and pains. That's an, another huge uh, benefit of exercise. So lifting weights, super important. Core and pelvic floor training. I think that this is really key. And this is something I'm, I keep trying to get this message across. We need to train our core and pelvic floor and learn how to better engage, how to better relax these muscles so that I can benefit you in, in uh, the burning process. We can talk about diastasis recti too. Um, doing these things will help you minimize diastasis recti or that ab separation that can happen during pregnancy. And then also physical activity could mean breathing techniques, learning how to breathe better so that you can use that to cope in labor. And then you can use that to cope in postpartum because sometimes life is stressful, right? Like right now. <laughs> so we can use these breathing techniques to calm our nervous system and feel better. Um, so yeah, does that answer what you asked me? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so, but I, I have a couple of questions. So you said moderate, you know, level of, of exercise. I don't know if a lot of people actually know how to define moderate. What does that mean? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, so moderate intensity, I personally like to use an RPE scale. Um, so they, there's different scales out there, but I use a scale of one to 20. Um, and so there's a number that corresponds to a certain heart rate. So I usually have my moms, uh, they usually don't exceed about 15 to 16 out of 20. So you wouldn't want to be higher than, a, let's say about 75% intensity through your pregnancy. Um, you know, of course that can differ at the beginning of pregnancy in the early stages. And, but at, definitely as your belly grows, as your pregnancy progresses, you shouldn't be working at a hundred percent. Right. So that makes a lot of sense. And I assume too, that moderate for me is going to probably be a little bit different than moderate for my neighbor. Right. It's probably going to be very individualized. Of course, of course, because it's your body, your heart rate. Absolutely. If you cannot carry a conversation while performing an exercise or while working out, that's probably too much. All right. That is a, that's really, that's a good solid kind of, um, you know, tangible thing that I think people like me could take into exercise. Okay. So you talked about having the strength in motherhood, but actually building that strength in pregnancy. And I know that one of your biggest things that you talk about is how do you prepare yourself for postpartum during pregnancy? So what are your tips for those? How should we be preparing for postpartum? But you know, we're still we're still pregnant. We don't really have a baby. We're not postpartum yet. Right? Okay, so I'm going to share with you my top five tips. All right. So my top five tips to prepare your body for postpartum starting in pregnancy. All right. So number one is learn how to diaphragmatic breathe, okay? So diaphragmatic breathing is this breath that is basically gonna fill your ribs, uh, fill your belly with air and allow your pelvic floor to relax and lengthen, 
okay? So which is a very important component when we are talking about birth. Um, this is gonna come handy in postpartum as well because daiquiri breeding will actually be the number one exercise you should work on in postpartum to start to reconnect with your deepest layers. Okay, so your diaphragm is part of your core, is the top of that canister, right? And we need to have a good breath in and to allow the core, the, the deep core, if you will, the core and the pelvic floor to respond properly. Okay, so working on a diaphragm breath is super helpful and mastering this diaphragm breath can be helpful in pregnancy because you can use this during labor to cope. So that nice, you know, it's not just a belly breath, it's really a 360 degree breath. So that breath should be going all around your trunk. So you can use that to cope in labor because it helps you tap into your parasympathetic nervous system, which brings your heart rate down. It makes you feel more calm, which we know is really good for labor. Okay, so not only you have benefits on both sides here, this is really the number one thing you should be doing in postpartum. Okay, because we need a good breath in, in order for the pelvic floor and the deep core to respond properly. So that's the first step. And then we can use this in labor as well. Okay, so that's tip number one. You ready to move on to tip number two? Okay, cool. Tip number two, learn how to properly engage and relax your pelvic floor. So we need to be able to re relax our pelvic floor for a baby to come out vaginally right? We know that the pelvic floor muscle is going to lengthen up to four times their size for baby to come out. I also believe that we need a strong pelvic floor. We need a, we need a pelvic floor that's well balanced, right? We need it to be able to engage properly and relax fully for birth. We know that if we do have a strong pelvic floor, it's going to decrease the likelihood of incontinence issues. So that's why I think it's important to learn how to do both and obviously the best way for that is to see a pelvic floor therapist to get assessed. Um, but having a really well-balanced pelvic floor is key, not only for birth, but also in postpartum, because if you already know how to engage, how to relax, then you're gonna know, you know exactly what you need to do and that you can start your rehab process soon after birth. You don't have to wait six weeks. You don't have to wait to go see a pelvic floor therapist. You know that you can start these gentle contractions. You already know how to do them properly because so many, actually so many people don't do them correctly. Okay, so learning that in pregnancy, you're just ahead of the game here. You can start your rehab process and things will just go faster. <laughs> So that was number two. Um, ready for number three? Awesome. Number three, learn how to reflexively engage your deep core with movement. Okay, so learning how to reflexively engage your deep core with movement, meaning training the brain muscle connection so that your body, your deep core does what it's supposed to do when it's supposed to do it. So it, in pregnancy, your belly is growing and things are stretching. So your deep abs or your TVA muscles get stretched. And sometimes we need a little bit of work to stay connected to that muscle. Now we know that that muscle is important for birth because when we are in the pushing stage, um, this is how I teach pushing. We use that TVA muscle, right? That hugging baby to help push baby out. Obviously we know the uterus does that, but to help we contract that ab muscle, that deep ab muscle. Um, 
So we know that a TVA muscle, we use that TVA muscle, that deep, deep ab muscle to help push baby out, right? So it's important to stay connected through with that muscle through pregnancy. And then that will help you in the postpartum side because oftentimes you hear about diastasis recti. This is really the key muscle that we wanna connect with to help that rehab process, to help heal that ab separation. So learning about it during pregnancy, you just, again, you're ahead of the game by knowing how to engage it, knowing what it feels like. And so you can start your rehab process in the postpartum side by doing some gentle reconnecting exercises with your TVA muscle, that deep ab muscle. Okay, so number four of my top tips is strengthen your body with functional movements that will make momming easier. So what I mean by that is that if you look at a mom, we do, we bend over a million times. We pick up baby, pick up toys, we squat down. You know, we are multitasking, doing all kinds of crazy stuff, awkward positions. So functional movements, get strong in pregnancy, use these functional movements so that you can have an easier time in mom life. So I, what I mean by that, squatting, hinging at the hips, some pushing motion, pulling motion, and then rotational work. Okay, we, we need to, to a lot, there's a lot of fear with rotation during, ex, uh, during pregnancy, but we can't, we can't be fearful of rotation. We just need to learn how to better breathe and better engage our decor and work with our body through rotation because we're rotating in real life. You know, you can't say to someone, avoid all twisting or rotation. You're driving in your car, you put your seatbelt, you're rotating. And moms have to take care of their children. You might be pregnant, you might have other kids at home. You're certainly like you're not a robot. You are moving and rotating through life. So we need to learn how to do it properly. And you, like I said, using that deep core engagement, and that kind of ties to number three when I was talking about reflexively engaging your deep core, learning how to, because it's just not natural for a lot of us. So learning how to kick it on right before and through the movement to support you in your movements. So that's really key here. And then number five is similar to number four, lifting weights um, using unilateral exercises to mimic real life. Um, so what I mean by, so unilateral just means on one side, as moms, we do a lot of things on one side only. We hold baby on one side forever, right? Uh, we bounce baby. We, we just, we're always, we're picking up things on one leg, bending over. So for example, you could be doing exercises, let's say lunging or squatting using a bicep curl, losing a weight, but just holding the bicep curl just on one hand instead of two hands. Okay. Or you could be doing, instead of doing uh, regular deadlifts, you could do single leg deadlifts Okay, and work on more of that balance. And then your deep core can kick in, in there as well. So I think that's also can be really powerful so that, again, you just, your body is stronger and able to manage the demand or the load of motherhood, which we know is not easy. And yeah, not easy at all. A lot of what I just heard you say, though, really is founded in us just taking a step back and connecting with our bodies 
in a deeper way than what society has kind of allowed us to do so far or taught us to do so far. I cannot tell you how much I love when you talked about the deep brain connection. And I assume too, when you talk about, um, you know, incorporating these functional movements into your daily activity, there must be this learning curve of where you have to actively stop engage those muscles, do that twist and give your body that time to learn how to automatically do this. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. It takes time. We just, as a society, we sh- we've become more sedentary. We don't move as much. And so these muscles just need a little, little time to wake up um, and then pre- add pregnancy to that. You know, we have a whole lot of changes that occur in pregnancy or posture alignment is changing, just everything, hormones, Um, So yes, we just, we need a little help to sort of learn to reflexively engage these muscles. And that's going to help you again in pregnancy and then in the postpartum recovery side. That makes so much sense. It's, it's just so, um, and when I have these conversations, it strikes me so hard at how far we've gotten from our bodies, from listening to what our bodies say and paying attention to the tight spots in our bodies or the knots in our necks or that pelvic floor pain that has been lurking for the last six years, right? Um, there's so much that we do that we just kind of go through the motions, but, um, you know, I, I feel like have pretty relatively easy fixes if we stopped and kind of thought about the core issue at hand, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, question about the diaphragmatic breathing and using that right after birth. Mm -hmm. If you learn how to do it properly and correctly, this is something that you could hypothetically start to do in the days following birth while you're still at the hospital, something very small to activate those muscles to help return that deep brain connection to those muscles that have just had um, a lot of action. You know, I don't want to call it trauma, but at the end of the day, those muscles do take, uh, they take a lot. Um, it's just a lot that we, that we ask of our bodies during pregnancy and, and labor and then to birth a baby. So these muscles do deserve a little bit of love. Can you talk us through what that might look like? I assume, you know, you wouldn't want someone to be 20 minutes fresh out of birth doing this kind of stuff. So what's appropriate? It's going to, you know, I, I disclaimer for everybody, obviously, Julie and I do not work one-on-one with you. So make sure that you're working with a professional that understands you. We're going to give you how to connect with Julie at the end of the episode, if you want to work directly with her. Um, but please understand that in this episode, it's obviously just very general information. But um, Julie, if we were, if we had somebody that wanted to engage this diaphragmatic breathing, quote unquote, soon after birth, define soon after birth, and then also what that might look like. Sure. So honestly, you could start as soon as the day of or the next day, if you feel up for it. This is not like you have to do this. No, whenever you feel good and you, it's just taking a breath in. It's really just sending the air to your ribs, keeping your chest relaxed. And what that's going to do when you're able to do that, your pelvic floor will lengthen a little bit and relax, which is key here. After birth, if you have a vaginal birth, like you said, I don't like to use trauma, but it kind of is, right? There's a baby coming out of there. You're going to be swollen. Um, There might be a tear. So the body's response when you go through trauma, the body is going to kind of tense up right? So oftentimes in postpartum, moms will have tightness in their pelvic floor. So really, before we start strengthening, 
the pelvic floor specifically, we need to learn how to relax it and lengthen it. So that diaphragmatic breath is a great start for that because if you do it properly, you're sending the air towards your pelvic floor, sending the air towards your vagina. And so it's going to allow it to sort of lengthen a little bit and relax. Now, this is not a forceful breath. It's a very, you know, just gentle, I'm just talking very gentle here, 360 degree breath. So there's no reason to wait six weeks to do this. It can be done as soon as the day of or the day after, really, if you feel up for it. And then the other component of it is as you excel, you would have a, a slight or a light lift in the pelvic floor muscles and a slight engagement in your deep abs or that TVA muscle that we talked about before. Okay, so again, this is very gentle. I'm not saying to go all out. It's just a gentle connection. Inhale, lengthen, exhale, slight engagement. Super low intensity. I hear that. Okay. Sure. So for people who are sitting there thinking, hang on, I just had a baby and I already feel like my vagina is very loose. And now you want me to loosen it up even more. Explain that to us. So I think <laughs> I understand the science that your vagina feels loose, but in all actuality, it's probably holding a bunch of tension because a baby just passed through there. Is that correct? It's not. I mean, it might be a little bit um, looser right after birth, you know, but no, you're probably just swollen and it, you, you have pain, inflammation. And so that breath and that slight engagement will help bring the blood flow back to the area and start the healing process. Again, this is very gentle. It's nothing crazy, very gentle. Sure. I love that. I mean, anything that you can start to do to promote healing the day after birth, who doesn't want that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. One of the things that you talked about in, as a benefit of exercise in pregnancy was back pain, having decreased back pain. Can we dive into lower back pain, hip pain, pubic pain in pregnancy and how, you know, exercise might decrease that? I suppose that a lack of exercise might lead to those aches and pains. And, and how does that work? Sure. So, First, let's just, um, so hip pain, pubic bone pain can sort of go together. So people say hip pain, but a lot of time it's under the umbrella pelvic girdle pain. Okay. So that can mean pubic symphysis pain in the front of the pelvis, tailbone pain in the back of the pelvis, the SI joint at the back of the pelvis, and then sometimes even in the groin area. So that's a whole lot here. Um, but that's a very common one. So pelvic girdle pain is sort of one umbrella. And then there's that low back pain, sciatica. That's kind of the other one. Sciatica is when the pain can go down the leg, right? Um, so a couple of reasons why this might be happening. I mean, there's multiple factors. And I have to say, it is common to have back pain and that pubic bone pain and all these things but there's help out there. You really don't have to suffer through your whole pregnancy and just think that you have to deal with it. Um, I would definitely recommend you to go see a pelvic floor therapist if you're feeling like this. Um, they can help you because they, they can really assess what's going on and do different tests to determine where is this pain coming from. Um, it's hard to say just by, you know, me looking at you and they, they can do a little bit more specific assessments to really figure out where this pain is coming from. But generally, the main reason for pain 
is this shift in posture that happens during pregnancy. Okay, so your belly is growing, right? And so it is pulling your pelvis forward. So as your pregnancy, you're growing and growing, your pelvis is being pulled forward, we call this an interior pelvic tilt. So I see this really often. Um, so when I see this, usually that will come with some back pain because of that big arch in the lower back here. It's putting a lot of stress and compression on the back. Um, so that can be one reason why. Um, the other thing is that the anterior pelvic tilt, when you're way arched like this, your hip flexors are getting super tight. Okay, so that can create other issues here. And then what I see often with that posture is that moms will start to thrust their ribs up. Okay, so when they thrust their ribs up, now that's pulling on the connective tissue in the midline. So that linea alba that's responsible for, you know, what's getting stretched and thinned out during pregnancy that's uh, causing that abseparation, diastasis recti. So that's getting pulled on because your arch in the back and your ribs are thrusted. So that's just really not a good posture to be in. Um, so anterior pelvic tilt, something to work on. Now you also have the opposite. So you have Sometimes they'll have an anterior pelvic tilt, and then as the belly keeps growing, they're trying to compensate for that. So they start tucking under. So when you start tucking your pelvis under, that is called a posterior pelvic tilt. And that can bring a whole lot of other issues. And this is usually when we see more of that pelvic girdle pain going on. So when you tuck your pelvis under, now you're clenching your glutes, okay? When you're clenching your glutes, your pelvic floor is probably going to be tight. We don't want a tight pelvic floor for birth, right? We need to learn how to unclench these glutes, okay? Not a good thing. Also, with a posterior pelvic tilt, we, that often comes with tight adductors, which are the muscles inside the legs. So releasing these muscles are super important as well. Um, so if you're having pelvic girder pain, these are some things to keep in mind. So releasing the pelvic, pelvic floor muscles, okay? Learning how to release the adductor muscles. If you're having low back pain, maybe it's more about that anterior pelvic tilt that you, like, you have to look into. Um, so really what it comes down to is see where your posture is at. Look, look at yourself in the mirror and try to figure out where you stand. And we have to find a good balance in between that we need to find that neutral spine. So that you, you want your body to be stacked on top of each other so that all the muscles can work well and work well together. So when your, your posture is either tilted too much forward or too much back, then it can affect some muscles get tight, some muscles get weakened, okay? So we want a balanced body that can function well and that can be achieved, if you will, by finding that neutral spine. And it's one thing to find it through exercise, but you have to find it through your day because, you know, if you exercise an hour a day, but then the rest of the day, your posture is terrible and you just really arch or really tucked under, well, that's not going to help you, right? So finding a neutral spine through the day is super, super important. That makes so much sense to me because I always warn our clients about the harmful effects of the pregnancy waddle and just how much it does to um, 
I mean, it's just not good for your body. It really misaligns so much. And I'm always talking about posture. And I also just right now, I'm kind of thinking, how many births have I been at where that excruciating hip pain or lower back pain or rib pain has caused us a problem? So it makes me think, does pregnancy water lead to a longer birth, right? If we were able to identify problems based on someone's posture in, in, in pregnancy, could we begin to support these pregnant people and lead to shorter births if we were able to intervene? You know, if we looked at all the pregnant people and we said, all right, if you have a pregnancy waddle, here are the things you need to do. I wonder if we could help people have better births. Absolutely. Plus they won't be in pain. If you're in pain in labor, that's not going to help you either. Right. So you need to be relaxed and calm. So absolutely thinking. And plus people with hip pain and back pain, all that usually are not as active because they're afraid of working out. They're afraid to exercise because they they're afraid to hurt themselves. They don't feel good. They're, they're hurting. So they're less active too prior to birth, which is also, you know, not a good thing. So definitely, definitely go get some help. There's definitely help out there. Um, but absolutely looking at the posture is really my number one tip for this. Um, and then also looking into mobility exercises to balance out the body. So depending if you're an anterior pelvic tilt or a posterior pelvic tilt, there's certain mobility exercises that could help you sort of, you know, lengthen or relax some muscles and then strengthening. Um, it's not just stretching things out, right? It's not just holding a bunch of stretches. We need to strengthen so your body can hold itself in that position. A lot of times we're lacking glute strengths. Okay, so with the, the pelvic girdle brain, um, when, the, when the pelvis is in a posterior pelvic tilt, the glutes become sort of weakened, if you will. They become sort of sleepy, okay? And so we need, to, we need to strengthen the glutes, basically. We need to unclench the glutes and we need to wake them up and we need to strengthen them. And we need strong glutes because they're in the back, right? And then we have this growing belly in the front. They need to balance each other out here. We need strong glutes. And the glutes are connected to the pelvic floor. Strong glutes, strong pelvic floor, right? So it's kind of all connected here. Wow, I love that so much. And how ironic that not exercising causes pain, but the pain causes us to not exercise. And then it's this nasty feedback loop of like, you're not exercising, you're not, you're not strengthening those muscles. And that's only causing you more pain and more tension. Um, that is just, yikes. That is so ironic. Oh man. Wow. <laughs> okay. This has been absolutely fascinating. And you have just spilled the tea on so many good tips for preparing for a better birth and, and how to use, you know, physical activity to help you not only have a better birth, but to enjoy your pregnancy and not have aches and pains and also prepare your body for postpartum, which you mentioned in the beginning is often a neglected time in, you know, in a birthing person's journey. We, we just don't do a very good job, especially as Americans in giving the postpartum period of, you know, a good, a good light. We just don't do a good job of, of giving it a lot of support. Okay. Julie, thank you so much for being here with me today. If, 
if something that you said today resonated with someone or they wanted to work with you or they wanted to just connect with you on social media so that they could check out your stuff, where can people connect with you? What kind of programs do you have out there? How can people continue to learn from you? Because I know there are people who are going to leave this episode being like, I got to have her on my birth team. (laughs) Yes. All right. So people can find, I'm super active on Instagram um, at strong body, strong mama, M-A-M-A. Um, I'm also pretty active on TikTok. Actually, I'm having a lot of fun on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> and Facebook is Julie strong mama, M-A-M-A. Um, and then the way I work right now, I am located in Columbus, Ohio. Um, so I have a small in-home studio. I see currently because of COVID, I see one-on-one clients only. Um, I used to do a lot of group classes, which I miss a lot. Um, but for right now, it's a one-on-one basis. Um, we, I do consultation, assessments, movement assessments. And then for the postpartum side, we do a lot of diastasis rehab, things like that. Um, and then I also do virtual things. So I see people one-on-one as well for consultation, assessment through Zoom. Or we can also do one-on-one coaching. So this is more of a monthly thing where we we do a lot of education through video calls and I write all their workouts and things like that, um, pregnancy and postpartum. And then I have two online programs um, that I have that are, you know, uh, really budget friendly. So pregnancy power is all about birth preparation, core and pelvic floor work, mobility, that really that purposeful workout, right? So workout. And also we didn't talk much about this, but it's also that mental preparation for birth. So, because I really believe that mental preparation is as important as physical preparation. I know today was a lot more about the physical side, but anyways, pregnancy power includes all of that. Um, and then for trimester restore is the postpartum side, uh, of my online program. And that is basically a rehab pro- program to teach you how to restore your core and pelvic floor after birth. It's so there's six weeks of progressive workouts specifically designed for the postpartum mom to start that healing process, start healing diastasis recti, lots and lots of education because I, education is power. So in all these programs, education is really on the forefront. Um, yeah, so that's where you can find me. I love it. Listeners, go connect with her. Honestly, her her IG is so much fun to watch. And I have no problem believing that you're having so much fun on TikTok because you can (laughs) totally tell in your videos, which I love TikTok too. Um, I've had a lot of fun. It's a lot more brutal than Instagram. I find that people are really brutal and have no filter on TikTok, (laughs) which a piece of me can really respect. I I, I can get down with no filter. Um, But I do love, I do love your Instagram. And, and um, folks listening, her Instagram is packed with free information. So or if you are wondering about where to start or, um, you know, small questions, not not individual advice. Remember, you know, you got to be working with us one on one in order to have individual advice. But if you're looking for a place to start or just some free, quick information that that will kind of get you started on your journey. Julie's IG really is like it's just a potluck of really, really great information. And she does a great job of breaking down um, diastasis recti, which we didn't dive in too much today on. Um, so head over to her Instagram. 
check that out, you guys. She always is working out in her stories, which, you know, <laughs> you never see me working out in my story. So it always kicks me into motivation gear um, that says, like, get your butt up and, and go work out, go for a walk, at least get outside. So, um, Julie, thank you so, so much for being here with me today. I really appreciate it. And I know all of our listeners are walking away with so much more knowledge about why being physically active in pregnancy has many benefits in pregnancy, more benefits in birth, and even more benefits postpartum, which like we have said some time and time again, does not get enough love. All right. Listener. So happy. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. <laughs> oh my gosh. This was so much fun. And I'm, this is not going to be the last time that our, our community sees you. I see, I see a lot of stuff in the future happening between us. So that is a really fun connection. All right, listeners. Oh my goodness. That was such a good conversation. And I hope that you walked away with so many good tidbits of how you can set up your body to have a good birth and to have an easier postpartum and, and some small things that you can do immediately after birth to help support your body's healing. Man, this was such a good conversation. Thank you so much for hanging out with Julie and I today. Please remember that nothing in this podcast is medical uh, diagnosis. It's not meant to be treatment. You need to be talking to your own individual doctors. Julie and I, neither of us are doctors and we're certainly not your doctors. So be, be mindful of that. All right, guys, I will see you next week for another episode of the Birth Lounge podcast. And I hope to see you in the Birth Lounge. Doors open on May 31st and they will stay open for five days only. Do not miss your chance. $55 a month for the most comprehensive, evidence-based, unbiased, balanced childbirth education to help you have an informed and confident birth so that you can have a better postpartum. See you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I truly do value this community and I love hanging out with you. If you found today's episode helpful, share it with a friend. Share it with someone who might also find this information helpful. I'd love to hear what you have to say and read your sweet words on iTunes. You can leave us a review and this helps get this information into the hands of parents who might also benefit from hearing it. If you're interested in joining The Birth Lounge, you can go to thebirthlounge.com. Our blog is linked there. You can find all sorts of free information as well as how to get your access to The Birth Lounge. You can always hang out with me on Instagram as well, at Tranquility by Hehe. Until then, stay educated, stay supported, stay confident.